Shibby dibby doo, baby, would you love me now? Oh, oh, wait, what, what am I saying? Uh, sorry, sorry. Um, here's a quick word from some of our sponsors. Do you need a new iPhone? Or you prefer to swap your old one to a new one for a good deal? Then, Ibibzob is your plug for the best deals. Contact Ibibzob now for the best price for new and UK used iPhones. Call or send us a WhatsApp message on 08080906914. Or follow us on our other social media platforms on TikTok and IG at Ibibzob. We also ship within and outside Lagos. We are with your order. Thank you. Hey, need a gift basket for that special occasion? Holy's Basket is your number one choice. Holy's Basket is an online gift shop that caters to the needs of everyone. Birthdays, baby showers, weddings, whatever the occasion is, we are your number one plug. Call us or message us on WhatsApp at 070-80-39-15-73 or check out our amazing IG at IG at Olis Basket. We also ship within and outside Lagos. We are with your order. Thank you. Olive's Basket. Each basket is an experience. I think marriage is a wonderful thing and it can be, you know, just such a, a joy and, and all of that. But it's that we raise girls to aspire to marriage in a way we don't raise boys to. Right. And I think there's a problem with that. So you have little girls who from very early on are thinking about the wedding dress, right? I don't know how many boys think about the wedding tuxedos. Right. right? <laughs> Not and at all. Yeah, that's true. So what it means is that there's, there's an immediate imbalance, I think, right, in just the idea of what is aspirational. And so I think what we should do is in raising boys and girls, teach them that love is wonderful, marriage is wonderful, but none of that is something that one should aspire to. Right? When you say to a girl, oh, you got, you got your PhD, but when are you getting married? Right, which is a common phrase we, we, we hear all the time. When, when raising a, a child and saying, I'm going to raise a feminist, for many people, the immediate connotation that will come to their mind is uh, that means you're raising a daughter. Yeah, yeah. But from reading your work, a lot of the work has to be done by men. Men yeah. need to participate. Yeah. Why is that so important? Because men have to be on board. I think you can change women all you want. If you don't change men, nothing changes because we share the world, right? It's men and women. And I also think, sadly, that we live in a world where men are more likely to listen to men. Welcome to the podcast. Um, hi, Joshua. It's really an honor that um, you suggested I, I, I get hosted in your podcast. Um, so you want to know about Karen? Well, Karen, um, there's so much to know about me. There's so much I can tell. So let me just break things down. So I come from, I was raised by a single parent, my mom, 
I lost my dad when I was five. Um, we've had to, I can't say struggle, but we have. I've had to be a husband, a brother, a sister, everything to my mom and bro. Basically, I'd say I'm the soul. I'm like the backbone of our family of three. I have one brother and a mom um, who's given everything up for us. Um, I haven't been the smartest kid all through. I haven't been the most beautiful all through. But I'd say where I am now, I've struggled my way to get to where I am. I consider myself smart. Yes, I am very smart. I'd consider myself beautiful right now. I've had a lot to battle with my self-esteem considering my dark skin tone. Uh, growing up from uh, my relatives are light. And apart from that, um, I had like, um, I went to big schools, I'd say big schools, but <clears throat> we don't come from like a really, really wealthy family. So it was kind of a hassle and a challenge for me to just basically survive in the kind of environment where people, they come tell you about their dads who are wealthy. They tell you about the things they've been bought for. And I think at that time I was basically sewing my shoe with a needle and um, a thread that we used to make clothes. That's how I'd survive school. But anyway, so far so good. Uh, what else can I tell you about me? Um, apart from me being a, just a model. I have been a good dancer before. I sing. I sing. Um, I'm, I'm a creative. I have my own side hustle of doing. Um, I make ottomans and storage baskets from scratch out of cardboards and tires. Um, what else do you wanna know? Um, yeah, basically that's how far I've come. I I've battled with self-esteem and fear and anxiety and some type of addiction um let's say bang for a while i battled depression especially after dad's death my mom would get depressed i would join her um in the depression i've battled I'd say mostly what I've battled is insecurities about myself, my appearance, the person I am. Yeah, but I'm way past that now. I'm a full-grown woman. I am happy. <clears throat> yeah, basically, I'm almost done with med school. Aspiring to be the next... Um, I want to write a book about my life. I feel like it will change lives. Um... I'm thinking of doing plastic surgery or dermatology or whatever to do with beauty line and also a bit of psychology. Um, yeah, and I'm aspiring to have my own pageant, a, a worldwide international pageant that it is actually gonna favor and boost girls who are battling self-esteem issues and 
just basically things to do with themselves as a person I'm, i'm focusing more on girls having identity and us having a voice for ourselves not that i'm the kind of person who does not think men we should um surpass men as women i'm not saying we should be slaves but i think it's also good for us to submit i'd submit to my husband or my boyfriend but not submit to a level that looks like slavery or to a level that's gonna be a mental health effect to me but i think we should have a voice as our own but at the same time we also consider there are also humans and there are things that just works for them and we also have to know that it has to work for us too and there are also things you're supposed to be comfortable with if you're in a relationship and there are things you're supposed to meet halfway so basically that's who i am i've had like a lot of um issues with relationships rejection i've been told i'm a i'm a three out of ten um i've battled um having to think myself of less i so I've, i've felt less a couple of times felt less not just to the person i am with but like just generally i i, I have felt less of a person or less attractive or less smart or just less just generally allowing people to have the authority to demean you um i can't say i've been molested but i've been taken advantage of when i was younger especially when my dad was sick i'd get um, his friends wanting to do things to me or touch me or things like that i've had to deal with a very very tough family of drunkards narcissists that's from my mom's side who literally raised me up um i've had to learn how to fight for my rights as a woman and stand up for what i think is right and my decisions i've learned to deal with my mom's anger issues she's been having she she's been having a lot of um mental issues since dad died and even before they got married so dad dying gave her she got her into a depression she became psychotic for a while i was the only one who could understand i was just barely five but i could tell things are not fine and she has anger issues she was just um get mad about the tiniest of things so basically those are some of the things i've been able to handle with that i also like to, to talk about them and how we can get um we can get through them um i've had to deal with my brother he's an awesome guy but i never used to like him at some point maybe it's kiddishness but then peer those um him not caring about you and your feelings and yeah um i've had to deal with the fact that my mom would favor my brother over me literally and not hiding uh considering he looks more like my dad i don't look close to my dad so she definitely have a spot for, soft spot for him and not a soft spot for me i was just the 
the worst version of her the version of her she never got to explore the version of her she doesn't want people to see the version of her she always wants to hide the version of her she decided not to choose because maybe she wants that perfect life anyway i come from a very from a christian background also yeah so i am I'd, I'd, i'd say i'm a bit i'm a bit equipped with the word um i've also experienced the other side um I've had, a, I've had a lesbian girlfriend I've, I've had so much like when we start talking about me there's so much and i'm like ladies and gentlemen today is a special episode i have a very very special guest with me today like a story alone is like it touches me i'm like like when i had a story like i was like damn it's 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 a story that needs to be told so on today's episode, my guest is a Miss Autism of Kenya. She's a model. She's a medical student, and thus, you know what? Let me just give her the floor to like just introduce herself. Karen, please, can you say a bit about yourself? <laughs> Hi guys, Baraka Karen Situma is my name. I'm a fifth-year medical student at Kenya Methodist University. The reigning Miss Autism Kenya, former Miss Kemu, former Miss Peace Nakuru County Kenya. Yes, uh, that's basically a summary of Karen so far. <laughs> and it's very, very nice for you to hold me, to like host me, Joshua. It's an ah. honor. I'm humble. Ah. I'm so yeah, humble. I'm the one that is humble. I'm on the ground right now. Like, <laughs> do you see the portfolio I'm hosting? <laughs> I don't get rep. See, my F has increased. If you want to call me now, just know that you have to speak to my PA because of Kai. Like I have PA, I'll find PA, yeah. but I have PA now because of Kai. Just, just know that. I'm just telling all of you now. I'm important now. I've turned big man. Just, just know. I'm just going to put it like that. So you know, okay. today we're just going to just today. I want to try and just tell you a bit of. I want Kai to tell you a bit about our life story because I actually. I feel like this is a story that, like I said, I wanted to be told. And I wanted <laughs> to also check out the episode she did with my pod mommy on the Classic Overdrive podcast. Please check it out. Like, you will really love that episode. But today, I just want us to talk about, like, Karen in general. So, we're going to start off with, firstly, the um, the VN you sent to me. It will be it will be part of the intro of this um, recording. So, that way, people will, like... <laughs> get to know a bit about you so as i'm asking this question they will get to follow along so okay. one of the first questions i want to ask you is that when you told me that you know at a young age you took the responsibility of like being the backbone of your family after your dad died like what made you like take up that mantle at such a young age um so yes my dad died when i was and my mom was also very very young she got married young she was around 24 23 and by around that age they were still not yet established they were still struggling with life they just direct from the village they just moved to town and you know they were expecting things to go well and unfortunately my god my dad got sick for a very short while and he just passed on after a very short duration and my mom was young and from where she comes from 
her family is also quite hard to deal with so she had a lot of emotional baggage and trauma and to add on that my dad's sickness took a toll on her especially finances we i think we went to scratch we had nothing because by the time we were burying my dad i don't think we even had anything in the house and so a couple of times i'd find my mom crying and i was young yes but she always tells me i'd go to her and i'll be like mom why are you crying stop crying you know dad is working on gold so why are you feeling sad why are you feeling sad and he's happy you know my mom told me don't worry your dad is going he's going to heaven and he's dancing and singing with jesus is walking on gold he has a crown on his head and trust you me that gave me psych because me i knew my dad is walking on gold if you guys think your dads are the best well your dads are not walking on gold like my dad is yes he's not here but my dad is walking on gold so i'd encourage my mom every time i'd find her crying and she used to tell me she used to just make her break down even more and sometimes she just stop crying so she'd make sure every time because I, I i used to go and play and it's like i had some some type of sixth sense and i'd run back to the house and she was actually crying and she was like it's like you always sensed when i was crying and you'd always come back and you'd always tell me to stop crying and you know wipe my tears and kiss me and tell me how much you love me and she'd just stop crying and i think from then you know she'd cry almost she'd break down any any time of the day anywhere till now she'd break down anywhere and i'm just like you know what mom you know what you have to be strong you have to stop crying and so since then it has just been that cycle of she'll break down and i'll have to be strong i'll have to be the one to encourage her and to psych her up and to tell her you know what you don't have to cry we are okay we are going to be fine we have come this far we are going so far and you know you should not cry about it and as i told you that he is working on gold and so that's how the story began and since then that's basically how it has been so i'm always trying to do my best to make her smile and make her happy so that she won't have to cry again yeah basically that's how very wow like that that was wow forgive me for being speechless but like that that yeah. that's that's actually very very i don't even know how to put it in words but i'm actually touched like because from what i can see like that is not really something that is like people can predict is an unpredictable state and from what you can see like you have to like be be the backbone like be that force that holds your family at such a young age and just look out yeah. for your mom and your brother and anytime they break down you have to be the one that has to be strong so how yeah. did you not have time to grieve when you were always the one that was telling them it's going to be fine no i'd say that's where i flopped myself because i say i, w- I didn't grieve at all i grieve till now that one i can't deny and it has affected me throughout because i'd always hold back so much in even if i'd miss him i can't cry when they'll break down before me you know i can't cry that times my mom will just come and just hug me and just cry a lot and i can't break down when she's breaking down like that so i'd take so much in so much in till it reached a point where i just couldn't take it i just couldn't take it but then it has hit me when i was in campus i didn't even realize i was grieving i had to go for counseling at some point around 
second year is when I was actually told, do you know what, girl, you think you're healing? You've not healed since then. You've just been grieving and you're like covering things up, covering things up. Because when I was younger, kids used to bully me. The fact that I didn't have a dad, they'd actually laugh at me. They're like, you know, if I'd win a game and I was actually very good at games, very good at sports. And wow. it was that way of making me feel bad without putting me down. So they'd be like, you're laughing and you don't have a dad. Like, yo, what are you telling us? They would literally laugh at me and I'd, I'd run back to the house. And I think that's when I'd run back to the house and find mom crying. So basically, I think it, it, it affected me for a while. But I'd say where I am now, it's such a good place. I can actually, I even use his name nowadays. I could never use his name. I could never use the name Situma anywhere. I think for the long, I started using that name when I went to, when I came to campus. And primary school when I had to use it for my national exams but before then I'd never use his name I just I'd lie like he's not around or he's abroad or somewhere I just wouldn't tell anyone about it because I just don't I just don't want people to make fun of me about it yeah for what you just said now I've been the mm-hmm. backbone came with a lot of responsibilities of you not even being able to even show your own emotions which yeah. later on affected you as you grew older because it became yeah. triggers so yeah. what what I, what I now want to know is that so what not what triggered you to be that mm-hmm. strong person at that young age because you know normally when they hear stuff like this they always think that okay you're supposed to be the guy that has that type of strength but I, I i really feel like it's not supposed to be gender specific it just depends on the person's mindset so what triggered yeah. you to be like a strong and confident person and to like just be the backbone at such a young age. What triggered it? Was was it your father's death or like was it like you not wanting to fall and crumble with the way everybody was and just wanted to be the a beacon of hope for them? Or what what triggered it? So one was my mom, considering the fact that I knew she was soft at heart and i had to be strong for her so i definitely had to develop skin whenever anyone would even say things to her get mad and i wouldn't hold it back and another thing was my brother my brother was a very weak boy when he was young i used to be bullied a lot when he was young and girls now used to make sure there were girls in class who used to look around and watch out for him girls used to beat him so they'd come to my class and like yo your friend your brother is being hit and i would get so mad and i'd go there i don't care i was like i think i was in class for us we have classes it was like grade four then and he was in grade one i'd go to that class and i'm like if you if you dare touch my brother you're not you're not you're gonna you're not gonna hear the end of me i'd go and you know even if i know i can't do anything i was so scared i remember the first time i went there i was trembling myself but then i have to stand up for him because you know what girls will beat him up and it it, it, it is a shame for a man to be hit and why is he i know he doesn't have a big brother i'm all he's got so how will i allow him to be hit no way i'll have to step up so at some point yes it's this two this two actually made me know you know what you have to be strong for them either way even like with academics and stuff i was not very strong but i would always do everything i could just for the two of them because i knew they can't stand up for themselves and that those people who don't like getting into scandals with people they don't like wronging people it makes them feel worse and i'm that person who can take it i can take it not being fine with people Bore, you're invading my space or you're crossing boundaries. I'm cool with it. But for them, it's not the same. So I had to step up for the two of them. Yeah. 
Wow. So you are basically saying that you were you were able to you had to step up because you had to handle help them handle their own criticism while you were also handling your own criticism. Yes, yes. So so in general, how did you add it because of like now going being like in grade three or grade four now, knowing that you had to go to like grade one to like threaten them that okay, don't mm-hmm. touch my brother. So you know <laughs> stuff like that in secondary school because mm-hmm. my sister helped me out with this stuff like that for me to when I was being bullied sometimes. So I know that mm-hmm. there's a way people start seeing you that oh you are too aggressive. You, are, you know people start to like especially from your classmates to even to the lower classes people start to like try and like be persecuting you because you are trying to do the right thing. So how were yeah. you able to like how were you able to like just push everything under the rug so easily and not just just let it bother you so the advantage i had was the fact that in as much as i was tough like that when it came to my brother i was um i started teaching children at a really young age where i was in grade four i used to go we used to have something called pastoral classes uh pastoral classes used to be like some type of bible studies in the morning and i was really good in cre christian religious education basically uh i say my dad was alive right now he'd be a pastor so basically i come from a very strong christian background and my christian my my christian literature was really really good and i used to like watching a lot of um christian bible stories and i was really good in my cre so normally i'd i'd go teach them and i think when i would go teach them on on thursdays we had we had the devotion on thursdays in the morning the class teacher used to allow me because uh, i was a favorite she, she she liked me because she taught me so when i was when i was that age and so i was a favorite already with the teacher so she gave me the confidence to be able to talk to people at a young age so when i was in grade four i'd be able to like teach my peers i taught them till they reached grade three <laughs> that's when we moved and apart from that my classmates loved me because in as much as i i gave out a tough skin i'm really really good with people i'm i'm kind i'm sweet but just don't cross me and i think for you to even reach that point when you're crossing me like you've really gotten to me I really get to a level where I talk to you first but when you really cross me that's when I'd get like angry and stuff and plus I was a, I was a star in athletics in school so I was kind of good in a lot of things in as much as my academics was not the best well I was a star in athletics so I had a bit of favor with the people around me so getting a lot of backlash was not easy it was not easy for me to get it because most people would support me even if I'd, they'd come and tell me my brother is being hit my friends would be like why are they hitting enoch and enoch is a nice boy they'd actually even go with me because they don't understand because he was such a sweet boy it's like you're just taking advantage of him because he can't defend himself you know so i think yeah that's what give me a plus with the people around yeah all right so from what i can see so it's obvious that you are really really a people person so that's that was one of the things that helped you so even when you didn't have the ginger to like go at least supporters you had true supporters beside you yes which is which is very very nice i try to say that but okay being a people person that means that in general you are very very likable and i can confirm that that yeah you are someone that you can someone can easily like 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 okay i think this guy is cool but 
that puts like a wall of like perfection or in the way people might perceive you a lot of times if i'm correct mm-hmm. like at, at least there's a way like because they already have like this being a people person comes with like a lot of like crowd love if i put it like that so mm-hmm. was there was there any time growing up that there was something about you you just hated even though like nobody saw it you just hated and wanted to change and now that you are older like it does know better well i think it has gotten worse now that i'm that i'm older because now i think i'm <laughs> growing older <laughs> i'm getting better and better like the hate has always been that especially from from ladies you know the most people who actually be uh on your neck are people who are almost on your level people who relate with you and people your 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 age mates i'd say so yes people would think my life is perfect because i ha- i had masked i had i'd be grown so good at masking and everything looked perfect i mean you couldn't even tell there's anything wrong at home at all at all and you know i got favors from the teachers just because i was i was very disciplined and sweet and just yeah so like with with some of my classmates yeah i could get a lot of you know some bad blood from the girls especially from the girls we had enough the boys were always so good with me i was that girl who was always good with the boys in class i don't know what happened but like the boys in class were always on my side so it as much as the girls could beat you know i had the boys on my side so either way no oh, yo i was cool so and that which which was something weird. I was not even that pretty. I was I'd, I'd say okay, you know the way you you're still growing. You have you have those two baby features. I was more of a tomboy then. I'd shaved my hair. I was not I was I was not really gully gully gully. But then you know, like I got a lot of you know a lot of stuff from the ladies. But I'd say when I was younger, it was a bit on the lower level but like right now it has gotten worse because now i'm going for things i'm you know i have realized my potential and what i'm capable of and i'm not holding back for anything or anyone because before i'd be like oh my friend is going for this let me not go let me not go for it because my friend is going for it but then you see it reaches a point and you're like you know what she might go for it and not get it and i told myself i'm not going for it at the end of the day we both lose we can both go for it and support each other either way you know so i think right now it has gotten worse and i'd say even my circle of friends and my circle of you know girlfriends especially is really really minimal but then you see you know as you grow higher and god says the more you're given the more is expected and trust me the challenges also become more and more so yeah um i think it has reached a point i've embraced it and yeah i think i can I, I can easily cope with it and i think it's getting bigger by the day but i can easily cope with it right now <laughs> i i know for then I, i'm happy that is you have a very high level of enthusiasm about it <laughs> mm. <laughs> that, that, that's actually very nice but <laughs> You know, one one thing that actually like one thing that actually touched me was the fact that even as you know, you talked about how growing up you were a likable person and everything, but you you th- you told me that you battled a bit with depression, anxiety, and addiction. Yeah. So, can you just like talk a bit about some of the stuff that led to it and how you were able to fight it? 
um so i'd say the addiction anxiety and depression actually came very very recently um now i didn't know apparently but, but as i was growing younger though um when i was joining grade 1 the reason as to why my teacher developed a liking for me was because one i really resembled her daughter and i was always this quiet girl in class and she was like always curious this girl never talks she never talks she never has any reaction what's wrong with her she any and i'm just there and so she she could not that i was very reserved i'd always keep to myself i'd always you know do everything by myself i'd go for break by myself and so she one day called me and she asked me who is your mom and where is she where does she work could you please call her I'd like to meet her so my teacher had identified i was depressed that was just a year after my dad died my mom didn't know i didn't know because I, i had just decided i just developed a certain habit of keeping to myself yet i was very playful i think yeah, it's because of the bullying that i was facing with the children out there so i wasn't playing as much and so i i i i, I resulted to watching more cartoons a lot of tom and jerry a uh, watching more cartoons and staying in, indoors and playing and making stuff i used to be a creative in when when i was young so i'd make make my own stuff in the house so when the teacher told my mom i think your daughter is depressed you might not know it she might not know it and my mom broke down that's when she's like yeah she recently lost her dad and you know that's when they actually talked about it and coincidentally enough my teacher had just lost their husband also the previous year so they had wow. so much in common they were both left with two children a daughter and a boy we are almost the same age i think we all have a difference of one age one year one year both the boy and girl and i and my brother so the story wow. just coincided and so my teacher that's why my teacher liked me she developed a liking because she could see this girl is struggling my dad was my best friend i would that man would hit me and beat me for all the mistakes but i would never take offense i would never he'd be like he would first explain to me why he's beating me and then he beats me explaining to me that i'm not beating you but i'm beating the mistake you have just done and after that he will carry me and put me on his lap and tell me we we need to get rid of these mistakes right and i'll be here study and i will kiss him and hug him and my god it was it was always such a wonder how i would never I, i'd i just cry for the moment but then i just go jumping on him and i'm like i'm sorry and the story ended there so my best friend is gone now <laughs> and first of all, i was actually i was so excited i was you know when you're going from we for when you when you graduate from when you go from from nursery school to primary school in, in Kenya we normally have a graduation from my school I was in Lions Lions primary school so i was excited that year my dad was coming for my graduation was fancy oh my god our graduation was so fancy so i was so excited my dad was gonna attend my graduation of me getting to grade 1 and i wish you knew how excited i was and unfortunately he died just a month to the graduation and honestly it was heartbreaking i was always five but i could remember how how patiently i waited for him or anyone to just come anyway that's a story for another day but like anyway my mom also didn't show up it's just another story so at the end of the day i was just uh no one is going to be showing up to these things because he was that man who would never ever miss anything 
that I would be excited about. And so that's when my depression actually began. And all through my primary school, I just, you know, I'd have friends, but then I'd hold back a lot, a lot, a lot. I'd just give a face. There are things, there are things girls like and the things girls do. And I'd do those things that girls like and girls do. But then you see, when I don't feel like, I will just disappear for a while. Be like, hey, where is Carrie and where did she go to? Yeah, and I'll just, you know go back to my closet and hide at home and cry to cry to lock myself in my room and just cry sometimes whenever i'd miss him i'd just lock myself in the room and cry look in the mirror look at his pictures and just cry now the good thing he just took so many photos of me i have so many photos and I, weird enough i can remember i can tell you this photo we were doing this with this photo we were doing this and so that's what used to happen so i'd think of the things we used to do those times and you know i'd miss him you know so um so for my anxiety i think it came later on because my confidence uh, in as much as i was having those two episodes i was very very active in church i always knew when i go to church when i'm active in church i go sing in verses i go sing in pub i go sing in the pulpit i knew i am going to get my crown and i'm going to walk on gold like dad and trust you me i worked so hard for it i became my pastor's favorite my pastor would always say, where is Karen? I know she's somewhere here. And always wow. be on the pulpit. And that's when my confidence started, actually. My confidence started from... And my pastor was my very big, big cheerleader. Uh, <laughs> especially <laughs> especially with my very, very active state. And I also start, I was also teaching kids from Sunday school. When I, got, when I grew a little bit older, he gave me the privilege of teaching children in Sunday school. So at least I could boost my confidence. But then... Um, Later on, as I grew up now, after high school, after now when I came to campus, um, more around around my second year there, so my mom almost lost her job because of some really big case that was going on in the country. And, you know, I was always sort of like her punching bag. And, you know, she'd just call me and make a lot of noise. She had a lot of anger issues. And I really understand her right now. But then, but then you see, then you couldn't understand anything. So I was just fed up and you know i'd feel i'd feel sad i'd feel angry and i started smoking i started smoking bang i'd say and after a while i had to go for i had i developed a, a lump on my breast and so i started getting anxious because you know what i have cancer genes on both sides of the family so you know that's a very 90 percent chance that you know any lump in your body might be cancerous so that's when my anxiety developed so I go to hospital, the doctor starts palpating my breasts and he's like, I, why am I feeling it's like there are multiple lumps on both breasts? So I'm already scared there's one lump on one breast and then he's telling me there's another lump. Well, at that time he was telling me I was in theatre, I was in theatre, I'd already gone, I'd gone to theatre to remove the first lump. So when when I'm in the when I'm in the theater, um, it was lo actually local anesthesia. So I can I can feel him pulling it all the way from my armpits, and I'm like, I why is it going all the way to my armpits? And I start getting scared. I start getting things in my head. I'm like, what is going on? And so he starts palpating this other breast. He's like, ah ah, there's another one on this other side. I'm like, Allah. So he's like, I wanna cut this breast too. I'm like, no. You can't do that. I'm not prepared for both surgeries at the same day. On the same day, I don't care if there's a lump. Leave that one there. You sort the one that you've seen. Sort the one that we are sure of. And so I got so mad at the doctor that he was like, you know what? This girl, 
let me just finish with her i'll come deal with this other lump the other time so that's when my anxiety started coming um I, I, and then I, um after that now the, the 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 addiction came no the addiction was now actually getting worse because now that time you know you're going to theater you're at home you can't smoke anything you're dry and my friend there's something called withdrawal symptoms your anxiety shoots so i mean yep. theater i'm just seeing people i'm just seeing people waking up from from the anesthesia they look so drowsy it's like they're dying me yeah, i'm just like what the hell is this me get me out of this ward i literally walked out of the theater room and i told him you know what me you're going to find me home i walked out i didn't cave him from theater i was actually bleeding a lot because by the time i was reaching there my the patient was sitting next to me is like hey mommy where you bleeding a lot so the nurse was like ala you're from theater and why are you walking me i just told her me i'm not sitting here me i'm going home And I told mom, you know what? Me, I'm not sleeping here. You're gonna take me home. And so that's when, way, my anxiety was really bad. I was getting a lot of panic attacks and stuff. Yeah, and so yeah, that's when the addiction. That I could actually realize that I was actually addicted to it. But then you know what? God is good. God is good because I am here now. <laughs> I'm saved. <laughs> I feel so I feel so good. I don't have anxiety anymore. Even if I get it, I really run in the morning. It's yeah, I run a lot. I I work out a lot and trust me, it really really works. So, yes. I've been doing a lot of workouts, drinking a lot of water, spending a lot of time reading uh the Bible especially and just books that are going to boost me. Yeah, and just chilling, having a good time with like those really really good friends of mine who make me laugh all the time. and distract me from all the wrong things that you can do as a woman yes that's what i've been doing and it's been working really really great yeah that you know I, I, to be honest then i want to question too <laughs> yeah one of the people that actually leaves me speechless like like <laughs> i can actually be speechless for a moment and i'm hearing your story like <laughs> Because I remember, mm-hmm. like, even when I first heard a bit about your story, I I told Kanye being that you are actually a survivor. Like, you <laughs> are a survivor. Like, you are you are a survivor. Like, that's all I can say. Like, just even just hearing this, like that, what you are to survive. Like, I'm just you are actually. I can just. I that's the only way to put it. Like, you're just a survivor. Like, <laughs> yeah, thank God for that. Eh? <laughs> I had but I try I thank God for the fact that at least you are better now. You are yeah. in a more happier space. And I'm happy that yeah. and one of the things I'm happy for is that I can see from what you were saying that you you got a lot of your confidence from church which is yeah. actually very very amazing. I also yeah. I also see that you are a Tom and Jerry fan. Shout out to everybody that loves Tom and Jerry. That's the best cartoon Yay. ever. Don't don't I don't send me anything if you don't agree. That's a personal problem. But <laughs> I try, your your story is actually a story that it's it can be it can move someone like it's actually yeah. Wow. But from what I can see, when you were talking about. um church you being in church and your pastor being like your cheerleader i can yeah. already see that he gave you like i said the confidence that you needed so i'm guessing what what now made you just like after like all these things you have gone through you know mm-hmm. addiction anxiety what now made you be like okay i want to chart modeling 
what made you choose modeling of all the things to like just to chat like what made you like i want to chat modeling what did you feel like you so, have to offer the modeling world so you know something weird about modeling i have always loved modeling ever since i was a toddler i think ever since i was i don't know i think like one my grandma always says this story uh my grandma was a great friend of mine when i was a baby so we used to work with her in town because she was still a working grandma so she used to work with me in town and we passed a certain cosmetic and i loved nail polish i loved nail polish i loved lipstick but then you see this toddler does not know how to use these things so we were walking around and we passed that cosmetic it was it was a hindu who was selling and i told her to stop and we get in so we went and i was crying for some certain nail polish that was there and so the hindu was like don't worry don't worry madam don't worry my grandma didn't have money so she was like trying to convince this guy okay don't have money please chase her so that she wouldn't have to beg for this thing because i can't afford to buy for her but then he was like don't worry don't worry i'll give her so he gave me i think an expired nail polish or something and you know what I did? The moment it, re- it reached my hands, I sat down there. I opened the p- nail polish. Now, instead of applying it even on my nails, I was applying it on my lips, on my... On everything <laughs> was on my body. <laughs> and, you know, and my grandmother was just like, oh my God, this girl, how am I going to walk with you in town now? And, you know, even 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 after that just basically i loved i just loved beauty i'd see pageants i'd see i'd see crowns me first of all i was told my dad is wearing a crown in heaven and you're seeing crowns on earth so why don't you want to wear these crowns on earth first and then you go wear the ones you want to see in heaven and so i i, I enjoyed seeing i enjoyed seeing beautiful women I, I don't know, I had just a thing for it. So I always knew I'd grow up to be tall. And my uncles, I lived, I lived, I lived in a surrounding full of men. I've just been born where I just just mainly patriotic. There's just men all over. So I grew up with my uncles around and they'd always show me pictures of models. You know, I'd just see girls in their rooms and I'm just like, wow, wow. And they'd always exclaim the way these girls look nice. And I always wanted to impress my uncle because I think apart from my dad. There were those men for me, you know. So if they see something, I think it would stick in my head and you know. So they'd always tell me, Karen, you'll be a beautiful black model. You'll be a beautiful tall black model. So they'd be all I was actually growing up very fast. Everyone knew I'd be very, very tall and I'd be a model. And so I always wanted to make sure and they Kitambo they always used to say that um models should have like really, really soft skin. And so I'm telling you, I think at around grade four i was already already using those those creams that women use to make sure their faces remain soft my mom wow. even never knew i don't even think my mom knew she just see me i'm looking all white she's like allah where are you going i'm like what are you applying on your face i'm like nothing and then i'd run away but then i try I'd, I'd try some some eyeliner i'd try some lipstick kidogo one two three but then I just I just loved it. I just loved everything about beauty, you know, and dressing up. Even with like even being a small girl, I think from a young age I'd be like, Mom, I don't want this. I want this. I don't buy me this. I'd want this cloth and not I want this shoe. I'd always want a shoe with a heel. I wouldn't want a flat shoe. I don't even if it's a wedge, even if it's like 0.15, 0.5 inches. Alright, a heel. Yeah, I'd want a heel other than a flat shoe. So 
from a very young age it's something that i've always wanted but then as i continued growing up oh i was crushing my own dreams i'm not growing taller i was actually growing wider than taller so, <laughs> so at some point i thought my dream was dying until i came to campus and you know what i dressed one two three few models i was doing my own designs you know with a couple of friends of mine on board so we dressed a couple of ladies and i was like you know what next year i'm going for this i don't care if i'm short i've crowned so many misses misses so many people have worn through my hands so why why shouldn't i go for it and i told myself i don't care how short i am i am going for this and so i just shot my shots and i went not caring how tall i am i was told i actually went and asked will my height be a problem no no don't worry it won't be a problem but who's caring i was like you know what so it won't be a problem so i went but unfortunately when i went there i was told you know what you've not worn because you're short and i was like okay i went slept and i told myself i'm not going for finals because they think but then i was like i why am i gonna give them that freedom why am i gonna give them that power to say that i'm short i'm good even those girls with those long legs they can't walk as good as i walk and so i said you know what i'm going for finals with my short legs and i'm gonna wear heels in every category i don't care if they're going to think if i'm short or not so i made sure i wore heels in every category and my friend i enjoyed myself on the run i don't even think i went to compete even i think i just won because these judges just so i'm having fun on the run i walked i walked my friend i i i enjoyed every single step i made i trust me i did and i think that's why i won yeah that's how my modeling career picked up from then <laughs> so basically the secret to our <laughs> is just mama you were walking it you were like walk it girl walk it like just just do hey. it just do it Hey, man, you have to clap for yourself. Like like walk it like that's it like I, I don't care like just walk it. Yeah, I was just walking. I I just walked. <laughs> wow. I, I was like that that part that try like show me I was like what? <laughs> I think I, I should like, get you that? videos. <laughs> I'll get I you some videos. I was truly walking. <laughs> I, I really, I really like to see. Like I was like, you know, like I don't care anymore whether you take me yeah. or not. That's your personal point. Like I'm just gonna work it. Like, that, 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 that should anybody listen to this podcast right now. That should be your drive mm-hmm. to, to just do it. Like just work it, girl. Like if you don't win, just, just work, work it. it. Like you don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like, that, that, yeah, that's. Even if you win right? or not. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is this man is right there. Yeah. Like, like wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried it. You know, you you said something about when you were with your grandma that you always believed that your dad was in heaven, is in heaven, sorry, with a crown yeah. on his head. So like, yeah. why when now that you are on earth, that that you too you want a crown? Yeah. Like, would you would you say that that would be like what well, I was one of the inspiration like behind like why you wanted to model like just to like show that you are that like a legacy piece for your father would would you say that was like one of the things that inspired you to be a model yeah i think so too because um he was a very very dope ass photographer i told you he took so many photos of me and i just i think it's i think it was something that maybe god was just directing and i think if he was alive he wouldn't agree with my modeling honestly but (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, some of but the things I'm like, you know. 
yeah but i'm sure he definitely support me but like he was taking photos of me every single moment and i'm just like i was posing on all i just i just recently i was looking through my photos i was always posing and he was always there with his camera like we have photos of every single moment every single moment from my bath he used to take photos every single bit of it he used to take really really fine photos and i'm like how did i pose for those photos right now i'm struggling to put poses but in that time it was just automatic you know <laughs> it was so automatic it was so automatic i'm looking i'm like oh my god how did i pull that look oh my god that was a really dope ass look and you know and i'm just like this was where i was meant to be in the first place you know i mean i just didn't read in between the lines then but you see i'm seeing it now <laughs> yeah so yeah i think maybe that could be part of the reason yeah i then you know you you said you said something in mm-hmm. the you sent to me that one of your goals is that you want you want to one day own your own pageant which focuses yeah. on girls having their own identity and voice yeah. so can you just talk a bit about that and just tell us like how only your own pageants will just make a difference in like in africa okay. in general okay so basically um when we talk about pageants i think everyone will think of victoria secrets if you think about supermodel you think of tyra banks naomi campbell well you don't see short pageants like you don't see short pageants holding you don't see pageants holding short models like karen you know like you'll be told you want to go for a pageant and you're like how tall are you i'm barely five my friend right now if i go even if i want to walk in victoria's pageant i'm like hey my friend are you a toddler are you an adult like how do you expect to walk you know and so when i talk of my own pageant i have i have i have i've experienced a lot of especially pageants here in kenya and i'd say some people actually most people who are doing these pageants they're just exploiting the girls who are there girls are so desperate trust you me girls out here if you see the turnout of girls in pageants it is a very very huge numbers and they give us so many promises you get this you will get this you will get you get a scholarship you will get this i'm telling you they have so many promises so many promises which are very empty and wow they all they use the slightest of criterias which they never told you when you were coming to just kick you out you've worked hard you've spent money you've spent your time you've invested everything you have and at the end of the day you don't get anything that's a wrap for today guys make sure you like share and subscribe to the podcast and also don't forget to follow us on our socials which will be in the description Thank you.